Bucks hit 53 home runs in a month. In August. It's not September. It's fucking hitting weather, baby. (laughs) This team is ready to go. It's it's not September yet, dude. This team is ready to take down the Braves and make it look easy. Okay. Okay. Dude, come on! They okay. just hit 53 home runs in a month! Can can we? Can we for for just a moment go through who their opponents in August sure, were? Sure, you can say their opponents, but that doesn't matter. They're hitting the baseball. They are their opponents. The their opponents in August were as follows. The Miami Marlins. Fine. Okay, that's a good series win. Division. That's good. Your division. Your division. The Kansas City Royals. Okay. You got to play. The it's Washington schedule. Nationals. Got to play them. The Minnesota yeah. Twins, who, by the way, they lost that series. Split in Toronto. That was a tester series. And I wouldn't say it looked pretty in game one. Another series against the Washington Nationals. The San Francisco series, which was electric. That was a great series. The St. Louis Cardinals, dumpster fire. The Los Angeles Angels, dumpster fire. A majority of the series in August were against shit teams. I want you to know something. This team is an inconsistent lineup. They're an inconsistent lineup. But I am fully convinced that this team is going to peak so fucking hard at the right time, playoff time, and it's not going to be funny, dude. It's not. This team is going to peak so hard at the right time. It's 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 over. Those were the pen. They probably win it all, dude. Like Alyssa, Lester, Lester fucking stop. steam rap drops off like it did last year. I don't this team is magical. I don't they, want you to get hurt again. I don't. Dude, that's I don't is. want this for. Don't, even if they did, even if they lose, it's like okay, dude. They go. They went for it. Like, dude, this team is on a nightly basis making magic. Magic. They're fucking making Sisson's Bank Park look like a dartboard. A dartboard. Hope. Is the great disease in Philadelphia? I'm just finding. I just need Don't to find have. my way back into this bag for the playoffs. That's all I've been thinking about the past, I guess, months. But like, just over the stretch, I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna find face value playoff tickets? Uh, uh, uh. Mm. We've been recording. Well, yes, we have. Yeah, yes, we have. I I needed that laugh, boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> this holy is- shit. Bank, this team is going to peak so hard at the oh, right time, just... and it's not going to be fun, dude. I look, look. It's as I, obvious I, as I look, the I sky. Love I do, is, dude. They're magical. I look. They're I, magical. I, I, They've I had the magic team. happen that could propel them even more. This team, no, the team fucking was like you saw it during the no hitter. That was it. That was like this. Like this is it. Like this. Team is going to win another pennant this year, and whoever they're going to face in the World Series, we don't know that. There's no one competing with besides the Braves. Obviously, besides the Braves, their division rival. That's who they're going to compete. Who they're going to compete with? 
It's only competition in the National it's League. It's not September. Let's not forget that last September, they collapsed in full, egregious, fiery fashion. They just and had I enough expect, wins to get them over the, the finish line. The same thing. They're probably going to take a step back come next month. Okay. But like so I said, they're an inconsistent. The page. But they are going to peak so hard in October. It's not going to be funny. It's not going to be funny. It's like, buckle up. Like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I need, I need you just to. Bing. We can't, I we can't get to too, on here. We can't get too invested here. It's, it's going to hurt <laughs> when it goes south. It's just, aren't you used to that? Like, I know. I'm that? tired of it, man. I am used to it. I'm tired of it. Okay. I can't, I can't keep being up here just to get beaten down. I can't do it anymore. My mental health cannot take it. Buddy, like, uh, this team is fucking, like, a must-watch event every night, dude. So were the Eagles. So were the Eagles last year. What happened? There's always a bigger fish, okay? In baseball, <laughs> there's a bigger fish. The American League, at least the, the leaders in the American League, are bigger fish. The Braves are a bigger fish, okay? There's there's always a better team. It's it, it's it's the, we, When the Phillies were... The best team in baseball in 2011. What happened? They lost in the wild card. Okay, I don't know how much I can I can take of. No, they made it to. No, they had like 111 wins or some shit. Weren't they the best team in baseball in like 09? Like the year year after. I think they were the second. I think they were the second best team in baseball behind the Yankees. I digress. They lost. Same man. (laughs) They're either going to lose Ails. the World Series or the NLCS, but they're probably going to win it all. Dude, when that, I when that Jordan Alvarez ball was hit, oh, I game, was broken internally for like ten days. I I can't I can't do this to myself anymore. Mine was the Chaz McCormick catch. I was at that game. I was I at that game too, buddy. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt it. Gotta give him props, dude. Now nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> My brother partied with him in Millersville. Should have punched him. Anyways. Should have punched him. <laughs> um, All right, roll the intro. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On the Power Play. It is me, your boy Brian, always joined by my co-host, Matthew Fisher. And we do have our special guest here tonight, Adam Creighton. Am I What's here? Up, I, think, boys? I think I'm dead after that baseball conversation. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, look, it, it, I, I, I think I'm just this kind of fan oh. now where I become so emotionally invested that when the time comes and bad things inevitably happen, which they always seem to do in sports, it hurts. It hurts real bad. And I don't know how much I can take Ooh. of this. Anymore, you know? Ooh, I needed that laugh. All the theater, I really did. Baby. Oh my God. Oh, you're, you're welcome. That was, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I brought the passion. 
oh man, did I need that? Oh, but we're back, I, boys. I under I understand. I understand you yelling at me for that bit and you need <laughs> to get that out. I get that, right? But not once have I spoken poorly oh. on the Phillies team. I have just tampered I've my expectations. I just I just I heard your speak come what this team's gonna look like in September. I'm it's like not September. It's not it's September. It's not three more days. Three more days. I digress. <laughs> we are after all a hockey podcast. So let's Ooh. let's get into that hockey. We don't we don't have too much news uh <laughs> going got- on. We got some stuff, but boy, do we have an episode for you. There's Nothing sexier in my mind than a third line center. And boy, I'll tell you, we're going to talk about him. We are going to each draft five third line centers in a nice little draft format here. Oh, Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're reaching. We do three if you want. I I I was hoping for my research. I was hoping for four. How did did your research go? Because mine, uh, I struggled. See, my research actually, I think I did pretty well. I I did okay, I think. Six, Matt, are you, flying, are you flying by the seat of your pants on this one? I hope to I got the yearbook. <laughs> Hell I yeah! The, I got the yearbook. So I got my project, the, like, I got a little help of what people are, people are projecting to be the third lines of all the teams. So I've got a little bit of a, of a, a cheat Whoa. sheet. But I got the yearbook from the hockey news. So always thank Holy you to shit. the best, the best sports magazine in sports, without a doubt, the hockey news. I'm done. I'm broken. Holy shit. It was just it was just the way it was the way he goes. I have the yearbook. <laughs> it's the predicted year for oh. the NHL. Yeah. The hockey news. Oh god. Oh. Oh, you flying by the seat of your pants. Ooh. I got the year. I, can't, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really like put much thought into it. I can't wait to see him like peeling, peeling pages. Oh, I'm man, just like flipping, flipping, flipping. I wish we had Find a me video a team. format. Yeah. Oh, man. This needs to push us for a video format. Holy. Holy cow. That was that was, oh, that that was, was good. That was beautifully done. That was beautifully executed. On all friends, Matthew. Thank you for so that. So glad I could be here. I need um, this. Oh, I'm glad I I'm glad I got this magazine, man. I love this. I've always loved this magazine. I, the Hockey News is a great publication. For for those of you that still like getting physical magazines and newspapers, and you you obviously like hockey, you're listening to us. Uh get the hockey news. I had it for a long time. I don't have it anymore. Um you, you know, it, it but it is a great publication. I do have to say. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Matthew, oh, no. how about Austin Matthews? I know it's a oh, week old news here, folks. We haven't way. talked about it yet. Austin Matthews signing a four-year, $53 million contract with the Maple Leafs. That checks out to a 13.25 AAV. How do we feel about the contract, boys? He is staying in Toronto. They're keeping the core, one of the core four, at least as we know of right now. Uh, he is not going to Arizona as much as we all hoped for it. Uh, it just was never going to happen, I, I don't think. Um, but no, he no stays way, in no Toronto, way stays in the market that that has made him the player that he is, his contract running up until the 2027-2028 season. How are we feeling about it? The contract? 
Yeah, the, the, the contract. Signing, the contract. I mean, it's it's a good move for them. Um, you know, you a lot of questions of like where they're gonna, how they're gonna pursue Matthews and Elander, and how they're gonna go in the next year. Obviously, the additions they've added, they've added a lot of depth to this depth to positions. You know, guys like Reeves. You know, lot lot Max of Domi. Max Domi, like a lot of really depth players, but like. Obviously, when you talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, you talk about their stars. Right. They just signed the the face of their star, Austin. And um, as far as the contract, I mean, he's the highest played player in hockey. Do I think he deserves to be the highest played player in hockey? I would probably lean towards the no. Yeah, I'd me, lean me toward, too. But that's me too. yeah, I I'd be like, man, it's like. Like just the point of like what McDavid does on a nightly basis, like, like the whole league should be like that dude deserves to be the highest play player in the sport. Like, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. I so, don't know. Uh, I I struggle to feel like he's better than Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? He's definitely not. Yeah, he's definitely right. not. But that's how it. Like he's that's how it is with all sports. Like it's okay. always the next one. Like you're the highest played player until the next person's the highest played player, and uh, yeah, I think um, it's a good move. You know, obviously we know how the Toronto media is, so it's one less talking point throughout right. the season. Which it's is fair. It's fair. You know, you could say like other other like medias and like teams. You can be like, ah, you can kind of push. Passes like it won't be that much of a headache in Toronto. It's go- it would be a big headache if yeah, Ronald yeah. Matthew Austin Matthews wasn't signed going through this year. And whether he's doing really, really well, like winning Art Ross, or he's doing you know, good, good numbers, like mm-hmm. it would always come up. So, um, yeah, it was per- important to get it done. Um, a lot of things I think it's kind of ill taste because it's like. You know, Austin didn't have that great of playoffs like yeah. through the first two rounds, like both rounds. So it's like, oh, like you get rewarded for kind of like falling flat on your butt. But uh, hey, man, yeah, I mean, they I, definitely. I wouldn't, have... I wouldn't say that he fell flat. Um, yeah, obviously he's one of the leaders on that team, and this expect there were expectations, there were, and he didn't meet them. Uh, however. They got out of the first round for the first time in, you know, over a decade. So two decades. Oh, sorry. Over two decades. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that I feel like his performance, some turned a blind eye to at the moment because of the leadership qualities that he showed. Um, but, Adam, what do you feel about it? how do you feel about the contract? You think it's a good move uh, for the Leafs? Do you think it's, uh, a, it's a good uh, pickup for, for Austin, monetarily speaking? I think it is personally, but, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, obviously he wanted to stay. The Leafs wanted to keep him. So it, it it's a situation that makes sense. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the cap kind of works around this now. I mean, we've been saying it for two seasons now that the cap is supposed to be going up, and it hasn't yet. So kind of see how that all plays into it. But I think it's a good move. I think the Leafs would be stupid to not keep Matthews right um 
I know, obviously, I think they wanted to keep, they wanted to get him at eight. Matthews wanted three. So they kind of met in the middle and got a deal done, which I think was the smart move because you, you're not going to win a Austin Matthews trade. There's no situation where the Leafs win that trade. Uh, and there's no situation where letting him walk for free is acceptable. So I think the Leafs did exactly what they needed to do. Um, they made Matthews happy by making him the current highest paid player. And hopefully uh, the next couple of years goes well for him because this is going to take him right to pretty much the end of his prime years for the most part. He's 25 now. I think the deal will end when he's like 30, 31. So depending on how his career goes, I, I think it uh, it makes sense for them to kind of fit him into this window where they can try and win a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did it surprise either of you that it was a four-year deal and it wasn't longer? I mean, he's 25 years old coming off of a five-year contract. I get that. And at the end of this one, he'll be at 29. The only thing is, is if he continues to play at the pace that he's playing and 29 is not anywhere near the end of, of a player like that's um, prime years. Did, wouldn't you want to lock yeah. him in for a bit longer? Or do you think that that was Austin Matthews? Uh, it was Matthews. Of, it, it, every, saying like, oh no, I'm going to get paid. Every report I've heard is Matthews wanted less term, the least wanted more term. And yeah. they basically just kind of met in the middle of what they got. Um, but yeah, no, you if know, I'm the Leafs, I want him at an eight year deal. The problem there is you're paying him 15, 16 mil, mm-hmm. probably, which they can't necessarily afford, especially on a player that does have history of injury. I mean, look at how many players assign, like good players assign long term deals, and by the end of it, they're not worth the money they're being paid. Huh. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you think of it that way, right? I want to, I want to state my opinion. The way the go. sport is going, <laughs> like just no, like, I always state my opinion. That's why I have this. Podcast. Of course, that's why you're on the pod, <laughs> right? That's why I, you know, I, I state it quite frequently. But the way this sport is going, um, the way that you know, news and news is coming out that yeah, like the cap is going to be able to grow in the next five to 10 years, it will grow. It's like not going to stay the same. It will grow. Eventually. I, think hockey, I think hockey needs to find a better way to make more money, but the cap Agreed. is going to grow. Um, And, you know, why would you want to be stuck on a long-term deal when it's at here, when you can get paid, get paid handsomely, and in four years, you can test the market again and you could be making and they say like Austin Matthews is a good player, he's one, but there's still talks about like playoff Matthews and just this, that, this and that. And he tests the market and he gets paid like the same or a little less at in Toronto or somewhere else. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, like I just made basically the same contracts like you four years after and you know it's like i'm it's making the same amount of money it's still a lot of money and uh but he could play really well mm-hmm. he could win another art ross he could win a heart i mean i hate saying this sentence but he could bring a stanley cup to toronto and then four years later it's like 
okay, well, I'm the I'm you know one of the greatest players in Leaf history. You know, pay me, keep me being a top three player in the sport, and then he's making or, even more money. And then he's making even more money. Or in uh in four years, the Toronto Maple Leafs are still a bona fide dumpster fire, <laughs> and he leaves. That's why I um, hope. That's why I or hope. he leaves, yes. as some would say. He, ah, leaves, he leaves, and then he gets paid the same amount of money, he, like what he's making now, somewhere else. Or he gets either paid way, way more because he's a free agent. Either way, he wins, man. I yeah. mean, either way, he kind of he he plays his hand. Yeah, and I think he really set the precedent for exactly what you were talking about, Matt. With the uh, you know, with the the cap is inevitably going to go up, right? Especially in the next four years, he gets that, um, and his his uh, agent definitely gets that. So they they probably were definitely thinking short term. Uh, kind of stinks for the Leafs because I understand why they would want to book him to like seven or eight years, um, but. Hey, you got to you got to pay these prices to keep your stars, and sometimes your stars want to keep their options available, so you kind of have to deal with that. Uh, speaking of contract signings, Alexi Lafreniere signs a two year contract with the New York Rangers. The number one pick in the twenty twenty draft had a uh, NHL career high thirty nine points last season with the Rangers. Uh, how you guys feel about this one? He signed on for two years at four point six five million. That's two point three two five AAV. Um, I think this is a solid deal for both sides. I think the Rangers keep a young, promising prospect, somebody that still maybe hasn't hit their, you know, stride in the NHL, but most certainly still can. He's young. Um, and I think it, it's good for Alexi to get, you know, a decent amount of money for a two-year deal. He, he knows that the Rangers are invested in him now, and the uh, and the Rangers know that they have somebody with youth on their team that has the the chance to be great. He's going to be uh, in that lineup with, you know, Philip Hedl, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider, um, you know, that it's pretty good. Yeah, um, I think this is the definition of a prove-it deal, to be perfectly honest with you. I think, um, you know, Lafreniere has basically a year to kind of show that he is the – first round talent that the Rangers drafted him as and if for whatever reason it doesn't work out under the new coach that the Rangers have and the team that they have around him uh there's always the the option to trade him which I think is I think it's an option that's on the table but I think it's way back on the back burner I don't think it's something they're actively looking at but by going this two-year deal at the the low AAV that he's got I think it could be something that they look at if they need a some sh- sort of fix to the roster or if they want to try and make a, a deep push and they don't think Lafreniere is the guy to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it does benefit both sides, um, like you said there. Uh, Matt, what about you? What does the yearbook you tell know? you? What is the yearbooks? Uh, year, what is the yearbooks year saying books, to you? Yearbooks <laughs> tells me a lot, man. They are They give you so much information in this thing. But I look at this contract, I'm like, man, if things even go like medium to south with him, like it's an easy contract to move. Yeah. Like a lot of teams would bite on that contract. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of teams would be okay with his age and his talent level, even if he was having a down year. San right. Jose. San Jose. Right. <laughs> but I think like it's kind of playing the card, the 
hand strong in the Rangers' hand is that they have options with them. Like they definitely are putting him on a, a microscope. Like no question about it. They want they want to see more from him. They want to see more from mm. him. That couldn't be more obvious after a really awful. And you have to say it's awful. He didn't score a point in the second round of the playoffs. It was awful. And um, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised come this trade deadline or next trade deadline, you hear a lot about Alex Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot about him. So yeah. uh, I yeah. think it could be a contract where he might end up somewhere else. It could be, but also, you know, it could be a prove a deal and he winds up staying in New York. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll find out as the yeah. season transpires. Keep moving forward. The NHL and the NHL Players Association are working to create international competition for February Ooh. 2025. A World Cup-type tournament would start rotation of events that would include return to the Olympics for NHL athletes. How are we feeling about this, boys? I love the idea of the NHLers going back to the Olympics. How about you guys? Please. They need it. They need it. Like they, they need it bad. They need. They need to put the risk out there. Like they just the owners in the NHL just need to put the risks. Like yeah, our players could get hurt, but they need to grow this game. They desperately need international competition. You saw it with the World Baseball Classic, and hey, whoever you're talking to, there's a lot of people that really like the World Baseball Classic, a small group that love it, and then there's a probably a really small group that hates the World ba- Baseball Classic. You know, i.e. Mets fans. And so <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so but you look at that tournament and it ended with two two icons in baseball in Shorhei Otani, the best player for Japan, a pitch, a pitcher and a hitter, facing his teammate Mike Trout, one of the best American born players ever. And it just help the game it help that helps the game like mm-hmm. people are like wow like I, they're gonna always remember that when they saw you know trout versus otani with you know the game on the line like people are gonna remember that and you know, i mean also the... see, okay, want to see the best canadian team like canadians always want to see the best canadian team like they're yeah. always going to be like throw something together like we'll rate it to see how good it is but like you knew, like, when they are really, like, getting the best Canadian players. And mm-hmm. they always look forward to that shit. And it, it always feels like the players want to play in the Olympics. They want the competition, especially the United States and Canadian teams. They want to go at it against each other to see who's the best of the two countries. And let's not scoff at the Scandinavian countries either. Sweden, Finland. They're great uh, hockey countries. Russia, I mean, barely have to bring that one up, but yeah. Um, no, and there's a lot of great Russian hockey players in America. Like, and remember the, the remember best, the Czechs, the best Russian in the world the juniors. Best, yes, the best Russian hockey players playing in America. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the Czechs, yes, Sweden, Czechs, Finns, all those Scandinavian teams are great. And and I would love for it to not just be a showcase at the World Juniors, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic tournament to watch. I love it every year. But, it's organic. It's an organic yeah. tournament because right. the kids, the young like, men, boys. Or, organic's all fine and dandy. It's, I, I watch Little League World Series for the same reason. The kids just love the game. However, there's something different about the best players on the planet 
playing for their country and against each other. There's just something different about it. Adam, what about you? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Oh, yeah. What's your opinion? Absolutely. Give, give me all the hockey I can inject into my eyeballs. Um, I mean, Fish talked about it earlier on in the pod. Like, they need to grow the game. They need to find a way to make money. Getting best on best hockey is one of the ways to do it. And the Olympics and whether it's the World Cup of Hockey that I think they need to bring back because I thought that was a really cool injection of just hockey going on at the time. I mean, everyone loved, I mean, I did at least, I can't speak for you guys, but the North American team that they put together, that was the greatest idea with the coolest jerseys I think I had seen in a long time. One of those players just got, one of those players we just talked about. Matthews. Mm -hmm. But that's how you do it, and that's how you get eyes on these kids that you otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, you talk about the the World Juniors. As great of a tournament as it is, it's so hard to get access to. Mm -hmm. Like, the one time I watched it, I had to free trial. I think it was Fubo TV. I think I had to get a free trial signed up for that just to watch a game, and then I canceled it, like, seven days later. I had so, to I had to mooch off my grandparents' cable access to watch NHL TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's so hard to access any sort of international hockey when it's not the Olympics that it's kind of not worth it to the casual fan or even the hardcore fan to go down that rabbit hole to try and find it. Yeah. Whereas the Olympics is on normal TV when it's on every four years. Mm-hmm. The World Cup of Hockey was on normal TV. I'm pretty sure when that was going on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the NBC? World Cup of Hockey was aired on NBC. Yeah, so it's there to grow the game. Why it's such a a sticking point for the NHL to not allow it boggles my mind, aside from if we want to make parallels, talk about Mets fans not being happy with the World Baseball Classic. I'm sure there's a couple hockey fans that wouldn't be happy with an Olympics or a World Cup if their star player went down. So Islanders, yeah, yeah uh, Islanders. I can see which, that. Tavares, is, Tavares went down fine. in the last and Olympics. You you could argue like example, right? Yeah, and you could argue, you know, for example, what happened with um with Diaz of the the Mets during the World Baseball Classic. I get all that jazz. You could argue the same for Jose Altuve. He got hurt at the World Baseball Classic. Um, Phillies fans have have reason to complain about the World Baseball Classic because JT and Trey Turner got off to slow starts. You know, like. You could argue it all you want, uh, but the the fact of the matter is, is it helps the game. And, and and what's good about it is that I feel like there hasn't been a lot of commotion from the NHL about something like this until now. Um, and, no- and, and we're getting news from the NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. He said here, quote, if we do the 25 international tournament, so the 2025 international tournament, we do the 26 Olympics, the 28 World Cup of Hockey, the 30 Olympics, the 32 World Cup of Hockey, and so on. That's the goal. That Those were exact, yeah. his exact words at the European Player Media Tour on last Wednesday. We so, haven't heard a representative of the NHL say anything like this since they stopped sending professionals to the Olympics. Close to a decade, yeah. Yeah, it's usually like a, a, a one-off a one-off sentence from Bettman or even Daly, but I wonder how much of that is guys like McDavid saying he wants best on best. He wants to represent Canada, which I think is ridiculous that he hasn't done done that yet mm-hmm. in his career. I understand why it's happened, but it's completely stupid. It's it ridiculous. Yeah. 
Austin Matthews is going to want to represent the U.S. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be the the Matthews versus McDavid, and you know the yeah everything that everybody wanted to see. It's you know that's exactly what people want to watch, and it's good to see that an NHL representative, somebody high up in the NHL's front office, is talking about it, vying for it, etc. Um, he also went on to say, quote, I don't know exactly what form it will take. Uh, this is talking about the international tournament in possibly 2025. Um, the goal is to make it an international competition of some sort. It's going to obviously be heavily NHL centric in terms of the player base, maybe entirely NHL. We'll see what form it takes, but that's something we're working on with the Players Association. That'd be cool as shit. Also, here's a list of notable players that haven't had the chance to represent their country oh, no. in, in a format like this. And this is just Canada in the United States and Sweden. For Canada, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Mitch Marner, Braden Point. McKinnon hasn't? I nope. find that hard to believe. That's uh, what? I mean, obviously in juniors, I'm I'm sure they, they have. Oh, yeah, but I but they haven't gotten a chance around. to put on an Olympic uniform what of their country. the fuck? The United States, Austin Matthews, Matthew Kachuk, Adam Fox, Jack Eichel, Jason Robertson. Th- th- those make sense to me. That, can, that Canadian, that, can li- that Canadian lineup hit a little more than the, than the American lineup. Well, listen to the Sweden lineup. This is no joke. Oh, no. Elias Pettersson, Mika Zibanejad, Victor Hedman, Rasmus Dahlin, William Nylander. <laughs> How oh. the fuck is Zibanejad not? What it's the been fuck? it's been about a decade since they stopped sending pros to the Olympics. That's insane. It is. It's crazy. God, I hate the timeline we're in yeah i hate this timeline <laughs> send me, me to an alternate universe <laughs> uh, no it's i think it's really cool that we finally have nhl representatives talking about this uh, obviously the other two gents here feel the same this would be really cool if this is the track they wind up taking and i agree with you adam by the way i do think it's guys like Connor mcdavid voicing their opinions because the league seems to finally be understanding if you make your stars happy by doing the things they want to do, the fans will probably love it. That's just how yeah, that works. You I know? think the fans would love it regardless, but it's it's good to see the players that the fans cheer for also saying the same thing they've been saying for the last decade. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, to keep moving forward, one last bit of news before we do our third-line centers draft. Uh, we have uh, some news out of the women's professional game. As a new professional women's hockey league reveals six franchises, it's going to be the professional women's hockey league, the PWHL. Uh, they officially revealed Tuesday six inaugural, uh, inaugural franchises and a 24-game regular season that begins in January of 2024. Um, the PWHL front office staff and owners purchased the rights to uh, the PHL, which was the premier hockey league mm-hmm. um, uh, back in uh, 2021, back in June of oh. this year, they, they bought oh. the rights and basically folded that uh, league to begin um, the PWHL. Uh, so they kept a they kept a couple of the franchise names except for the Ottawa team, which I'm not sure what there were. But the uh, the teams will have staffs of 11 to 13 people, uh, with the majority being full time employees, and they'll have full rosters, et cetera, et cetera, beginning in 2024. Uh, the NHL released a statement saying that they were supporting the PWHL and going to be helping them in their efforts to uh, kind of grow the women's game a little bit. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that this 
because this will be, I think, like the fourth attempt in the last six plus years at a professional women's game. Um, do you think it the NHL should do a better job of trying to support the women's ventures in 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 trying to to start leagues, like promoting it better, having it on televised access on the NHL network and with NHL contracts? Um, I understand they don't have any like money or stock in the company, but just for the the sake of growing the game uh, in its entirety, uh, you know, they, they obviously have the backing of the IIHF, but that's, that's not always going to gain you the traction that you need. Do you guys, do you guys think that it, it's on the NHL to help with that? Well, I'll start off because we're, we're stepping on hot stones here. I'd uh, say ooh, hot stones. Okay. Here we go. Kind of, it's it's a it's like kind of is it kind of morals? I I think my opinion is no. It's not the NHL's responsibility to grow a professional league, whether mm-hmm. men or women. Mm-hmm. It's just not. As far as the NHL uh, trying to grow the women's game, I think they've done plenty. Like they've added all star events with the best female hockey players in the world at the NHL All-Star game, like, as you can quote-unquote, one of the top events in the NHL schedule. Mm-hmm. They've added a three-on-three game to there. Um, the NHL Network, I mean, I, they've broadcasted international competitions. Obviously, USA Canada plays a lot, so they broadcast them. So I think the NHL has done a good job of growing the just seeing that women are part of the the culture of hockey especially mm-hmm. adding you know broadcaster female more and more female broadcasters my opinion to your question is it their responsibility i would say no like it's not the nhl's responsibility to grow another professional sports league it's the nhl's responsibility to make more revenue that right. is that is dang bad that's nah, so, fair. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an honest opinion. But that's I fair. think I think that NHL NHL network and hockey culture is moving in the right direction in promoting women's hockey. As far yeah, as yeah. a uh, professional sports league, you know, it's a t- it's a tough thing to start and continue to gain traction on. Yeah, ask all the amount of football leagues that have attempted to uh, contest and stay alive with the NA, uh, the NFL. You know, you XFL, talk about the XFL, strong, the USFL, they're around. XFL. Don't get me wrong. XFL. Um, but you know, they're they're not even near as successful as the NFL, and they're just lucky to still be around because people love football here. Uh, Adam, what about you? Do you think that there's some sort of responsibility the NHL has to promote this league? I'm kind of torn because Fish does make a pretty good point. And Agreed. I'm- Throwing money into building another league kind of defeats what we were talking about of the NHL needing to find ways to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to actually look into see what the actual actual connections are between the NBA and the WNBA because I feel like it's kind of a similar similar kind of deal of what's going on with them and what's seemingly going to be happening with the uh, the PWHL and the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think it's. On some level, I do think I agree with Fish that it shouldn't be their responsibility to do it, but I still think they should do it for the simple reason of 
the other thing the NHL kind of needs to do, and that's grow the game of hockey. Right. And I mean, what better way to get a female audience into a predominantly male-oriented sport than to grow the female game? I mean, that's what just kind of makes sense to me. I don't know if the logistics actually kind of make that work, but I think that's kind of the the thing the NHL needs to at least look into. Um, maybe don't go all in 100% back the PWHL, but at least kind of throw them something to help them get off the ground, get started, build the brand. And then as they get their foothold, maybe then start to dial back a little bit, still do what you're doing during the all-star games and featuring the the talent that they have down there in the PWHL. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have to continuously throw money at it. Uh, let it be kind of become um, stable on its own for lack of a better way of putting it. So I don't, I don't know. Right. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. The little bit I did get to watch when the the PHL was streaming on Twitch, which I thought in and of itself was a great idea. Yeah. It's kind of like different and easy. Again, easy access for people. You don't have to go looking for it. Um, you can just blast a link out, click it, and you're there. You can watch the game in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was some good stuff. And I look back to the women's olympic hockey games and vividly remembering when the u.s won the gold two olympics ago i think it was because canada won the last one i think yeah and then yeah I so i believe the it was US... two two ago I, but yeah. yeah i vividly remember sitting on the the armrest of the couch in my my playroom area watching the game with my mom during the shootout and freaking out when you know who was it maddie rooney i think made the save and then they scored and then made the big save and that was the game clinching thing i remember that like it was yesterday yeah and that's saying a lot because i have the memory of a goldfish so yeah it's it's obviously it's a viable product and i think adam brings up a good point of it being you know easy access to to watch so uh we'll see how that rolls out um interested to see how watching it, it occurs um, and uh, its popularity as it, as it grows here. Uh, but that's going to do it for some NHL news. So we move forward into Ooh. our third line centers draft. Uh, for those of you that have no idea what that means, we are going to draft five, attempt to draft five, uh, third line centers apiece. And we're going to put these teams up against each other for your voting pleasure um uh for you can hit us up on our in our dms or you can hit us up on on twitter whatever you want to do um but we're basically just going to argue who has the better team out of the three of us uh after it's done and uh it's gonna be me so i i really feel bad for these fans <laughs> uh except i know that matt Boys. has has yes, the yearbook the yearbook little cheat so code. little cheat code <laughs> little cheat code i've i have those I'm, pages my timbers are shivered um Boys, all right we have so to, you want to have to come up with a way to select the first overall pick. Who's getting oh, the yeah. first I, overall pick? I'm getting the random name wheel right now. You want me to do random? Yeah. I have a coin right here. We well, there's three of us. Flip a coin. I was say, you have and, a three-sided you like, coin. You can. So this is how I would do it. I would like pick Adam. I'd be like heads or tails. Like if he pick if he picks if heads and lands on heads, he he advances. And if yeah, I go with Brian, I'd be like. All right, if you want to do name, name, random name, but the wheel, okay. 
right. You got okay, the wheel. Right. You got the you, wheel. That's you got to keep idea. that wheel on screen. I'm not looking for it's sticky on screen. fingers It's here. on screen, okay? Adam, you can see this. this I see it. I trust okay. you for now. I'm going I'm to click the wheel now. If I don't get the first round pick, we're going to have words. Here we go. I like the wheel. Oh, Oh. Is it going to be Adam? Let's go. Oh, Adam. First overall pick. All right. Hold on. Let's see who goes second. Uh, Remove. All right. Get me out of there. Between the two of us, buddy. all three picks. I'm just picking everybody. Keep keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Ah, this is just rude. (laughs) So rude. Matt gets the second overall. plenty of Great. Are we doing a snake Third draft or are we doing uh, the placement? I think so, I'd be okay with a snake draft. I'd be okay with a snake draft. Uh, Matt, snake draft? Is that okay with you? What's a snake, what's a snake draft? So, um, so Adam would go one, you'd go two, oh, one, go three, two three, and then I go one. Go one you two. don't move. Oh, yeah. You stay yeah. in the second That's, spot. The yeah, only people get, that move in the second spot. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Yep. Right. Let's rock and roll, boys. All right, Adam. Ooh. Go ahead for us. Uh, give us uh, your your worst. Uh, <laughs> I mean, your, I mean your best. I wasn't prepared to go first, and I'm perfectly honest with you. I do have a draft board, and I think I'm going to go with it. I got to make sure I write these down. I, I also have a sticky note thing here that I can write stuff. Oh, down okay, with. you got so this. Right. Let's 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 oh, you know, cross reference. I tried. So with the first overall pick, I am taking of the Seattle Kraken, Yanni Gord. Yeah, that's a good pick. Great pick. That's a good, a good pick. pick. I was I I was that's eyeing solid. him up. Yep. I think Yanni Gord. Let's see here. Let me pull up to that that stat line. We should we should preface um me and Bing. Matt was I don't know what Matt was doing when me and Bing were talking about how we're classifying third line centers, but we just pretty much laid it at uh if you've played third line center for a majority of I was looking at the season, but you've probably argued the career too. That's where we kind of dropped it at. Um yeah. So, I was uh, I was also looking at season, uh, maybe a little less than career, but we are going. Yeah, with I was doing seasons. So and yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, current, you have to be current NHL sellers. So guys like uh, David Krejci, who you could probably argue was right. like a second line center, mm-hmm. but just he's recently retired. He wouldn't count in this. Sure. Um, yes. So um, yeah, that's that's how we're picking. All right, Yanni Gord, two-time Stanley Cup winner, four hundred and sixty-five career games, hundred fifteen goals, hundred sixty-eight. Assists, 283 points on the season in this last one. 81 games played, 14 goals, 34 assists for 48 points, and a plus 23. Yeah, classic third-line center right there. Um, pretty much your, your all-in-one type of guy. Uh, he, he can hold his own physically. He can help on the offense. Uh, just a good dude to have in the middle of your third line there. It's a good pick. That's a good pick, man. That's, that's a solid pick right there. Good pick, Adam. Right, I, was, I was I was eyeing up at Yanni Gordon. You wanted Yanni? Like, I wouldn't be like, I hope he goes over these people's heads. But I'm pretty confident with them. I'm like I'm like the Flyers when Mitch Koff fell to their lap. But like, let's just <laughs> let's just go to the stage. Dude, I half I half expect you to just go with the Flyers third line center right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking you might. I am not. Okay, so I am not. He's a decent pick. My, the second overall pick. I wanna. Highlight that if you want to make a deep playoff run, you need organizational depth. Yep. And this okay. player was an original. And I'm going with the Vegas Golden Knights, William Carlson. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was going to be my pick. 
That was gonna be my pick. He he is unbelievable. So good. He is unbelievable. He is clear cut, in my opinion, the best third line center in hockey. A hundred percent agree with you. I respect Yanni Gord. Yanni yeah. Gord is up there, but it's clear cut. William Carlson is the best third line center. This guy still, does it all. It still blows my mind a little bit that he's a third line center, and not a, not a second line center. I it's get it so, based on the, the team that he's on, but man, it's showing you the, the type of depth Vegas has, and you need it I, come playoff come playoff time, man. He's definitely, I think, a, a third line center. I feel like he's been in that role for a little bit, since, especially since Eichel joined the, the yeah Golden Knights. Yeah. I would argue that their second and third should be flopped. It should be Carlson two, Stevenson three. But I agree. But hey, I think just, I, I, I have Carlson as my second pick on my draft board. So he was he was my first one. I was hoping he was going to fall. Uh, one time Stanley Cup winner, the 2017-2018 Lady Bing winner. Uh, 82 games played in the last season, 14 goals, 39 assists for 53 points and f- uh, plus 14. Yeah, yeah, dude's good. good pick. Dude, when good you pick. didn't pick him, Adam, I was like, oh shit, he might get glossed over. I probably should have felt known better. like the Flyers taking Mitch. Probably should have known like, Yeah, if dude, right. it just landed on my pocket, William Carlson so is my pick. So be it. Fine. I like it. Fine, fine, fine. I am going to go with comparable. I would say in a lot of ways, uh, same amount of games played, same approximate points. Um, however, I just feel like this guy is your quintessential third liner. Just like when you think of a third line center, this is the guy you think of. And that's Michael Backlund. Ooh. Yeah. That's Michael Backlund. That's good. You look at, you look at him up and down the wall, 2022, 2023, Clancy trophy winner, uh, 908 career games, almost at a thousand 82 games played last year, 19 goals, 37 assists. For 56 points and a plus 24, he's just, he's built like a third line center. You feel third line leader when he hits the ice, right? He's not going to blow you away, but damn it if he doesn't get the job done. I I don't want to give too much insider knowledge here, but I had Mikel Backlund as the last pick on my draft board. He was your five. Well, I have a big list. I have a big list. And I you don't have, have him just five. in last. He's, he's towards the bottom. Did you see some of the other approximate third line centers in the league right now? I, I've got a couple there here that I. All I, right. All right. Listen, I get process. to go twice, though. So you do. So I'm going to be curious. If you go with the guy that's second to last, I'm going to be concerned. Me it's going to be really, it's going to be really funny if I do. It's going to be very funny if I do. Um, but this guy was pretty consistent all year. Loved helping the boys out in the assist column. 82 games played, 21 goals, 44 assists for 65 points. Former Flyer, current St. Louis Blue, Braden Shen. Ooh. Shen mm-hmm. is your third line center? He's not up in your top six? No, he's on, he's on their third line. Ryan O'Reilly's their second line center. I thought Kevin Hayes would be their new third line center. Well, sense, yeah, I mean, that, you that, could, that could you be. Yes. And it's not Braden decided Shen? yet, though. Braden Shen is a good, good, uh, Good pick, man. I, dude, I just I loved it. I loved the Braden Shen pick. That was uh why he wasn't on my list. So I kind of over I look oh I overlooked him. It, there was nothing it was just it's like I his whole career always overlooked Braden Shen. Um <laughs> all right. Matt, go ahead in your classic second role. 
I'm happy, boys. My uh, my list is falling exactly how I want it. Oh, good I'm Lord. going with a veteran, Ooh. a strong veteran. Oh no, our play presence, a Don't guy with an unbelievable shot. Don't do it, Timmy. Go, with my second pick, I'm going to the New York Islanders. Okay. I am picking Brock Nelson. Yeah, that's another guy I didn't even. Yeah, think about. that's good. That's Brock Nelson is a, has that it in him. He is a clutch power play player, and I, I, as you can say, we're talking about the New York Islanders power play. It's probably not saying like you know Edmonton Oilers type vibe, but yeah. there's no doubt when the Islanders are looking at production on the power play, they look at Brock Nelson. He is their third line center. He is r- unbelievable. He plays. All the time, I'm looking up stats. He played all 82 games last year. Got 36 goals, 39 assists, 75 points, and he's rarely in the box with 24 penalty minutes. Yeah, and that you know, for a third line center, you you kind of do worry about penalty minutes because you get two types. You have guys right. that can like be effective leaders on the ice, and guys that are just big bodies. So yeah, that's qual. That's quality pick. That's a that's a that's a high quality pick. Um, I, I, he was not on my draft board, so that might be an Same. overlook on my, on my research. I had JG Pajot as the Islanders third line Ooh. center, but that was probably at some point flip-flopped in a situation. I really think uh, this all comes down to where we get information from almost. In the yeah, it's not the, the yearbook. It's saying it. like, right, yeah, like they're the putting more of a depth yeah. chart. Yeah. And so you could t- kind of say like they might with the depth chart they can mix up their lineups so well, i'm going i, I, rely, I would rely depth on a depth chart. chart i agree with that that's yeah that's so, fair yeah i just kind of went on my in, in, interpretation and uh gut instinct on what a third liner was i looked at the i looked at the center cores of each team and mm-hmm. their depth charts on their websites and i was like okay that's your third line center probably um all right adam you, you're in the 3-1 spot here back to back give it to me Oh man, you guys kind of put me in a situation I wasn't expecting. Because there's a few guys here I was expecting to go already. I think I'm going to stick with the veteran route. A lot of people seem to be going here in the second round. And I'm going to take somebody you might who who's on the older side, probably not the tail end of his career, but I think he's like Brian said about Braden Shen being the bona fide third line center kind of guy. I think this guy is this, but more so. Jordan Stahl of Jordan the Carolina Stahl. Hurricanes. Yeah. Yep. Strong, yeah. strong pick. He was on my board. He was on my board. Yeah. He was on my board. That's a too. great pick. That's a good pickup. That's just, that's high, that's high quality stuff right there. That's I went a little, stuff. little deep into my board for that. Not too much, not crazy, but he wasn't the guy I had at three. Uh, the guy who I have at three is actually who I think I'm going to take now. Okay. All right. So what do we have? This is my third pick. I got two more picks. Yeah, I think I can afford to do this now. I'm gonna take a New York Ranger, a uh, a, uh, a kid line center, you. if you will. Hate you so much, Filipino. You piece of shit. Ah, uh, I thought he was gonna fall. No, he was my th- he he was yeah. third on my board. Damn it, God, you got Jordan Stahl and Filipino. Fucking, I and Yanni go. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I also would like to make a correction. What are we allowed? Miguel Backlund wasn't last on my list, but he was definitely at the bottom. I, I had him twice on my board. That's how how much I viewed him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, but 
It's a good pick. Numbers last year. It's a good good pick. I just not where my gut was leaving me. Look, you just you just don't understand what a true third line center is like. Then you know what I mean. I truly don't. Yeah, clearly. Um, Although I have Yanni Gord, Jordan Stahl, and Philip Heedle, so I think I have a pretty all right, good right. All right, all right. I'm tired of you. <laughs> Shut up. Um, all right. Matt? <laughs> what, do you, what do you got, Matt? Oh, boys. My board is falling exactly how I want. <laughs> how I want. Oh, no. So I'm staying in the Eastern Conference. Oh, no. I'm, staying in the, I'm going to the Atlantic Division, though. Don't Ooh. do it. Don't do it to me, please. Please don't. I'm going with, I believe, a former Ranger. Ooh. I'm going with a Detroit Red Ring, oh, and I'm going to pick Andrew Cop. Ooh, Ooh that's good. That's good. Third round pick. That's good. That's a good pick right there. That's solid. That's solid. Looking uh, at the stats, another guy I mean, that's just a third line center right another there. Another guy yeah. who yeah. played all 82 games. Unfortunately, yeah, nine goals, not pretty. I gotta tell you, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of these uh, these third line centers, though. A lot of them played all 82. Yeah, and uh, 42 points. You know, kind of low on the points. You know, you can, you know, you don't like love seeing it, but uh, again, not in the box with only 25 penalty minutes last year. I don't know if what how many you said 42 points. 42 points he had. So far in, in the third liners, at least that we've been drafting, it's anywhere from 40 to 50 odd points. I think that that's pretty for, for a top lot for a top end talent. As far as third line centers are concerned, we know that that's William Carlson. He had 53, right? So like, I think that's a decent spot for, for, right, for right. your boy cop. Um, all righty. I have back-to-back picks again. Uh, I'm going to pick a guy who has the same amount of points as Philip Heedle, and he's the type of guy that I also truly believe is a third-line center in my heart. You know what I mean? I am also going into the Atlantic, and as much as I hate this franchise, I'm going with the Boston Bruins, and I'm going Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Going, you know, I, I, going, I, going, I, shuck, going shuck Coyle out of Boston. I, I was looking at him. Yeah, I was looking at the Boston Bruins, and you know, with all the changes to going, I I, I would have thought that Coyle would kind of move up in the depth chart. So I don't really then did. yes, he, he did. So I kind of did, was <laughs> overlooking him as you're like a third line center, but he played third line center last year. I, so I would I would say he falls in. Uh, that's I I thought of him, but for the same reason Fish kind of labeled. I was like. Ah. Maybe yeah. second, but I, yeah. I will allow it. I think that's – there was a few lists I saw his name as a third-line center, so I, I will allow that pick. That's a great pick. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, the, the one I was looking at had him as a third-line center, so uh, I'm just going to roll with that and completely ignore it. Um, but but my next pick, which will be my fourth, right? It's my fourth guy? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with a kid currently playing in maybe – the most boring state known to mankind Uh-oh. Um, and was a part of the PLD action between oh. Winnipeg and Columbus in Jack Roslovich. 77 games played at 44 points. Do you imagine we played all 82? I'd be looking at a high 40s points uh, third line center here. And to continue on the conversation that Matt has 10 penalty minutes. Stays Ooh. on the ice. 
stays on the ice. Jack Rosovic, I'm going. It's a good pick. I had him. I like your pick, buddy. I like your I pick. pick. Good pick. I like I like the way I'm I like where I'm at. Started off slow with Michael Backlund, but I just felt like I had to have him because that dude's just a third liner through and through. Um, all right, Matthew Fisher. Ooh, buddy. Fifth and what's fourth. our what's fifth our time? We've been rolling good. We've been rolling good. So what's our time limit with looking? Because I'm at I'm at the point where I'm like looking and you're searching. Thinking. You're searching a little bit. I'm searching. That's Actually, fine. No. That's fine. No. Uh, Adam, give us a pick. give us a mid. Oh, you pick. got it. Okay. I made my pick. I'm Ooh. going. The pick is in. This is my do, fourth do, pick. Do, 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 fourth do, do, overall do. pick. I am going to the Western Conference. Oh, I am Ooh, going right now. to the. Um, make sure I got the that? division right because I always uh, you know, you want to make sure you get the division right. This is a so, whale logo. It was a uh, no, no. It was a certain orange team. I'm going to the hockey. I'm gonna make it. I'm going to the hockey state. Oh, I'm going ooh, to the, the Minnesota Wild. I'm going to pick Mr. Frederick Gaudreau. Freddie Gaudreau. I'm that's picking Freddie Gaudreau. I'm going Freddie Gaudreau. Pick. He was deep on my. He was deep on my board. Um, I was thinking. I'm like, man, you know, he just probably good chance he'll fall to me too. And he's another guy who played all 82 games, had uh, 19 goals, 19 assists, 38 points, and uh, yeah. You want to talk about penalty minutes? That's big. We're looking at ten, That's ten penalty minutes. You love seeing that. We're just surprising because you know the Minnesota Wild mm-hmm. were known as a rough and tough team. They so, were. Uh, they rough and tumbled. Right. So I'm picking Freddie Gaudreau as my fourth pick. I like it. I like that. Yeah. All right. All right, Adam. Back mm. to back. Here it is. Boys have painted me into a corner. Three people I'm looking at. Four, five, actually. I've got a lot of people I'm looking at. You got quite the list there. I I have I do. I'll show you at the end of this. If my if my last pick gets picked, I am scrambling. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have a goal. Uh, Uh, Brian, how do you feel about the uh the old Pacific Division? Dude. Pacific Division looks delicious. Not gonna lie. <laughs> looks incredibly delicious. How do you feel about the color orange? Ooh. It has been known to be one of my <laughs> one of my favorite colors. Uh, you doing it? Fuck it. Ryan McLeod. Yep, there it is. Damn. Oh, come on. I I was thinking about being nice, oh. but I was like, you know what? I, I like him over the other guy I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's a good pick. Damn it. Here I go. Here Again I go. on my own. Yes, down here's... the only road I've ever known. Um man, yeah, so... Ryan McLeod. That's that's a that's a very good pick. Um I'll let you run through his stats and then uh I will read off our four picks so far as we go into the final picks. Fifty seven games played, eleven goals, twelve assists, twenty three points, plus four, eighteen penalty minutes. Had a little bit of an injury bug plague him this year, but that's that's a good pickup. That's a solid, that's a solid player right there. Uh, all right, give us uh, our teams going into our final round. So I have Yanni Gord, Jordan Stahl, Philip Heedle, Ryan McLeod. Mr. Fisher has William Carlson, Brock Nelson, Andrew Kopp, and Fred, Freddie Gaudreau. 
And Brian, you have Mikhail Backlund, Braden Shen, Charlie Coyle, and Jack Roslovic. I think what we've learned from that is my team would beat the shit out of both of your teams, but I don't know if my team would be able to catch up to both of your teams. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Matt's team would would lead the league in goal scoring just with him Carlson alone. Ahead of an eye's teams are going to try and play shutdown defense the best that we can. <laughs> I know. Feverishly looking. What, at a, what a wild world it would be if we watched these these teams of five play against each other. What a strange world that would be. I wish we I could do it where it's just the five centers playing on the ice. There's got to be like some way to, to simulate that in in NHL. I could probably figure it away. I'm just one hundred percent too lazy. Uh, ooh. Hmm. Oh, okay. I was looking at the wrong stats. That's not terrible. How do you do? I go young or do I go with a good pick? Oh, you're gonna want to go good pick. It's not like this is like a, like a dynasty league or something. We're not. Yeah, I know, but I have my my people's GM brain. Oh yeah, want to inject some youth in the lineup? I get it. I also like low key. This is like an underrated player that I love, and I don't think he's underrated. I just I just like him. Right. Oh man, I got a couple of names here I should go with, but I'm not going to. Because. So what are, where are we going? What are we doing? What do you got? I'm going to go with my heart, this one, oh and take a former Detroit Red Wing. Okay. Who is currently signed to the Vancouver Canucks. He's done me well in Shell. I hope he does me well on this team. I'm going to mispronounce his first name, too, because I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Pui Suter. Oh, my okay. last That's a good pick. one. That's a good one. How do you spell his first name? P-I-U-S, but I know it's not spelled, it's not pronounced Pui. I think it's like Pice? Peace? Uh, 79 games played, 14 goals, 10 assists, 24 points. Six penalty minutes. That's a, that's a good Swiss-born third-line center. Nice wrap-up to your five there. I like that pick. I, I, my, my heart is happy with that pick. Uh, all right, Maddie, what do you got? Final pick. Rap you guys have been five. leaving some still good. Oh, I, there's I a lot. Know. There's a lot of talent on this board still. A lot of talent. There's more there's talent a lot than of I good line players still out there. Um, you know, I, I could pick anyone. I mean, you have the benefit of the yearbook. That's yeah, fair. I do. Yeah. Me He's and Brian are crazy. I can't. I can't say like I'm like it's such a. I mean, it's such an advantage, but I pay for it. Like I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, he paid for the advantage, and he, right. we'll take that. It's right. what we call in the business of pain It also depends on where you think. Like I can't I can't say Morgan Frost is the third line center because I think he'll probably be second line center next year. I think David so Faisal had feel, him as the first line center actually. It's not fair too. It so be. I I can't be like you know Morgan Frost because his stats line, but I, I'm going with a team that made has been making deep round playoffs for years and years. Besides last year, I'm going to Eastern Conference. Ooh. I'm going to the Atlantic Division. I'm going to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh-oh. And I'm going to pick Nick Paul. Yeah, he was on my board. He was on I'm my board. I'm picking That's Nick a good Paul. Pick. He has 
let me make sure I get the stats right because he's these actually he was actually a left winger. They're just making center, mm-hmm. but he he without a doubt is just like a your typical center. I think he's got like thirty two penalty minutes. Like he's not afraid yeah. to get in the box. Thirty three um, pims, thirty two points with seventeen goals, fifteen assists, eighty games played, Jesus. and he was tough. He was a tough kid, man. Right, Especially in, that, in those playoffs, that was a tough kid. Yeah. So my last pick, yeah, you know, I I want I wanted to pick flyer, but way it's going, there's a lot of other other things. I'm, I'm proud of you for pick. not. I, I you was, know, I'm proud of you for not taking a fly. What's funny is I had the same thought process. I was like, Morgan Frost is definitely not the third line center this next year, which is why Uh-oh. my assumption. And if you guys don't agree with me here, I can I can repick. But I'm gonna actually pick Noah Cates, who I think will be the I third could- line center. Uh, I'll allow that. No case is a great pick. Yeah. 82 games probably. played, 13 goals, 25 assists, 38 points. I look, I like I like this no case kid. I do. Uh I you know, f- funny enough for how much shit I talk about Philadelphia sports and the Flyers. I am excited to watch Flyers hockey this year just because of the amount of kids that are in the lineup. The youth okay. infusion is gonna be exciting to watch, I think. Next uh, with the guys who are gonna be able to protect them, like you're you know, you're Nick Delorier, Garnet yeah. Hathaway, Nick Sealer, like exactly. they're gonna make they're yeah. gonna be able to make these kids like learn how to play professional hockey while they're here without having the fear of like you know Tom Wilson coming after them or also, whatever. It's a, so also it's a fresh look in the front office, which I think is also gonna be refreshing because you know it's, I'm it's, also it's interested cute. to see because they got you know Jonesy as a president of hockey operations, like how they're gonna like show gritty. Like, cause I feel like gritty, how he's portrayed as like a, like a valid Camillo type thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe they make gritty like edgier. So yeah. maybe, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Cause there's, you know, there's an actual plan and a purpose with the Philadelphia Flyers and it's yeah. going to take some time, but there's a vision. There's a strong there vision. There is. And the vision I had for my team is that we got a 24 year old who put up 38 points last year in his rookie <laughs> season. So there you go. Sounds good to me. Uh, all righty. Well, Let Adam, are, are we going to, are we going to put up these up as a graphic? Or are you putting up a graphic for this? I can 100% do that. Oh, my guy, Adam, just, so you just, you, you ask and he delivers. The guy is a machine. It's, it's absolutely it's ridiculous. The so people, uh, please, as beep, always, beep, beep, boop, 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 thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it every time <laughs> you guys hit play on an episode. Hockey season is just around the corner, so stay with us as we continue to give you all the news and info that we can leading into the season. Uh, as always, go ahead and follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at OTPP Pod on both of those. And Adam, go ahead and plug the Twitch. Twitch.tv slash on the power play. I haven't told boys yet until just this moment. I've got three games of baseball left in September. I am what? done September 15th. What about those last plops? day? Uh, last I heard, we don't actually handle the plops. Oh, all right. Right uh, on then. That, that's what I heard. That could change. I don't know. Uh, I'm still new. But last I, as far as I'm aware, three games left September 15th. I am done, and I will be back with the boys on a regular basis, which also means that maybe twitch.tv slash on the power play will be more active. That's once again twitch.tv slash on the power play. Follow, watch the VODs. You can see what I do, what I've got planned. This brain's always moving. That's why I don't sleep. Don't worry yeah, about the, me. I'm fine. 
the video on demand stuff there is great stuff to get ready for his new stuff that'll be coming out. Go ahead and check that out. As always, again, thank you so much for listening and we out. Woo.